This is One Heat Minute. Drop of a hat, these guys will rock and roll. What's your name? Wayne Grove. Look like gangbangers working the local 7-Eleven to you. Robbery homicides take me. Give me all you got! Listen, Give me all you got! I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. Trying to stop guys like me. A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's LA crime opus Heat, one minute at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to One Heat Minute. I'm your host, Blake Howard. And today on the show, I am joined by not only Garth Franklin, editor-in-chief of trailblazing movie site Dark Horizons. Say hello, Garth. Hello. <laughs> but it is the first time we've got multiple guests on the show. I am also joined by one of my dear friends, but a freaking awesome film critic and reviewer by the name of Luke Buckmaster. You would know his work from Crikey, The Daily Review, way, 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 way back when um, on Urban Cinephile, but he is now the Australian film beat at Guardian, which uh, I, I strongly recommend you subscribing to. Say hello, Mr. Luke Buckmaster. Oh, hello. Yeah, thanks very much for the wonderful introduction, Blake, and it's terrific to be here. Hello, two guys. Hello, Luke. <laughs> hello. It's good to see you, man. We're up to the seventh minute of heat. I've, I've, I've subtly dragged you into this madness as well. And I'm very happy to be part of this, this white, white hot madness. It is mad. Um, we are up to the seventh minute. Um, we are staring right now at a still of Natalie Portman's infuriated face at her mother, Justine, played by Diane Venora, and we're going to kick this off. You guys are going to listen to the seventh minute of Heat, and I'm going to bring back. We're going to talk to Garth, who we've talked to in dissecting this scene up to now, and then get Luke to really break down the introduction of who I call one of the probably one of the most iconic and cool and nastiest movie villains um, that is is around Wangro played by Kevin Gage here we go he's already a half an hour late you're gonna show it that son of a bitch gonna stand her up like last time I'll make coffee I'm out of time baby Mom, where are my barrettes? You're not on the couch. Oh, where are the blue ones? I don't want to wear the blue ones. They don't match. Did you check in your bathroom? I checked everywhere. Well, what do you want me to do? Find them. Mom, pay attention. Right, sweetie. All right. What? Daddy's going to be here. Okay, he's going to be I'm not going to be ready. Please. I can't be late. You won't be late. No, I will be late. Okay, listen. Before Daddy comes, we can find them together. If we look together, it's all right, baby. It's all right. <laughs> It's all right, it's all right. We'll find them together, you and me. We'll find them together. Just relax. Gentlemen, we're back. <laughs> we finally know that Al Pacino is a cop. Yes. Very quickly, he picks With up a gun. A gun. Shot, yes. He picks up a gun. Yes. Yeah, yeah, telltale sign. So <laughs> it's going to be either a cop or a criminal. Yeah, like yeah. A gun. But um, yeah, it is. Yeah. The, the illustrious suit will sort of. Uh, Will we'll be hopefully is either a very well dressed cop yeah. or a very underdressed criminal. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a remarkable performance. Uh, uh, how far do we go? Do we do we talk about the performance broadly, Blake, or we do, do we just specify this actual minute? Well, we can go into this minute first, and then if you feel like we need to blow out into other parts of this performance, we can absolutely do that. But I think in this second, 
what's, you know, we've noticed already from Natalie Portman's performance that she's got a strained relationship with her mother. But the interesting thing here mm-hmm. is once she sort of heads downstairs at the very beginning of this last moment, we see Pacino's character go, is this son of a bitch going to show up or is he going to stand her up like last time? And mm-hmm. it's just a really interesting... In that moment, he's still so focused on Natalie Portman's character. He's so focused yeah. on her. And Diane Venora, post-coital cigarette, lazing about in bed, possibly not wearing underpants. And she's <laughs> uh, she's kind of still focused on, oh, let me make you coffee. Let's make yes. coffee. Let's have a moment. We're having a moment right now. Mm. I don't want to be a mother. I want to be a wife. I want to be someone's partner in that sort of second. And so... It leads into what I think is one of the most amazing tells. It took me lots of times to actually notice it. Maybe register it is mm. Diane Venora's character, Justine, sitting up in the side of her bed. And having sort of a Valium. Having a Valium. Yeah. It's a really interesting... As one does before breakfast. The Midwest no, Housewives any drunk choice. Any time of day. That's right, that's right. It's a really interesting sort of split second that comes back there is like, oh my God, she's... She's on Valium here, you know. This is uh, mm. well, this we assume it's Valium. It's, it's obviously some sort of anti yeah, some sort of anti anxiety. Can we get a close up of the? Well, it doesn't say. It doesn't <laughs> even in Blu-ray, it's, it's, it's yeah. hard to say. It's hard to see it. So yeah. she's still talking. We're about ten seconds, twelve seconds into the sequence, and Vincent's sort of out the door. Don't have time, babe. I've got to I'm go. done. <laughs> yeah. see, see you later. And we're about six minutes and twenty seconds, and bang, she gets up. There's a massive sort of mural on the wall as well in this yep. very interestingly designed architectural house you know this modern designed house and we've you know we see Venora sort of sit up she straightens up bang pops there a she pill goes. she's yeah. covering it prescription pill not not over the counter yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's not the same colour as my container uh, <laughs> that's how I know okay. <laughs> it's not the same colour as mine but that was always a real sort of I, before, now what it took you 30 times to figure out what the... no it wasn't about I just think maybe you know, I remember, and this is a probably a really interesting point, which I haven't actually covered in, in, in the podcast so far. I was like, the first time I watched this film was not in 1995. Obviously, it came out in December 1995 in mm. LA. So, in Australia, definitely didn't come out in, you know, in the 1995 days. Probably would have been about six months later before it came to Australia. Yeah, theaters. it's probably early, two, early 96. Early 96. Yeah. And I remember seeing it in 1997 on VHS for the first time. And so, I guess when I was younger, I would have been about, you know, 14, 15 years old. Like, I was watching this movie, looking at it through the lens of a really young person. So, I had, you know, I was probably Natalie Portman's, I am, I think I'm around Natalie Portman's age. So I'm looking at it through that lens. So I wasn't looking at it with someone with a discerning, mm-hmm. I'm looking for very adult behaviors or having yeah. any nuance mm-hmm. in an adult relationship. So mm-hmm. I started growing and loving it from, from sort of like a, I don't know, there was like this effortless cool about it. And I'd love mm-hmm. that the, 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 the good guy and the bad guy weren't classic white hat black hats i love that they mm. were kind of pros and that's i think probably what drew me in what i mean is by about the 30th time that i watched it is um i was this scene was kind of like oh you know maybe it was like a young man looking at it going can we just hurry up and get to the heist <laughs> the heist is the cool bit right and you yeah. watch and hear the character establishment you've seen it you know the characters you want oh, to, look, get to this moment. watching this as young as a young guy because i was like because uh, this is 96 so I, I just finished high school so i was like 17 18 um, and I saw this at the movies and yeah that was the thing he was like this was a three hour movie and there was like come on get to the action come on I'm yeah. bored yeah. Uh, and a lot of the domestic stuff was like boring as shit and then of course as you get older and you learn the, the quiet character moments become the moments yes uh, and that's the thing and even you know there are some films from that period things like Silence of the Lambs where you sort of realise the conversations are the moments 
and that kind of thing. With heat, you know, I never registered that until a lot later, sort of down the mm, track. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's what I think when I watched the Diane Venora performance in this in this moment. Mm. Um, it's such a that that medicated thing yeah. about it is just so amazing. The, the disaffectation. Yes, it's sort and of she, like yeah. She wakes up. Yeah. She's. Pulls on a shawl, like whatever. Pulls on a shawl, reading the paper, completely. Then she's already clearly there's a bit of a disinterest with her daughters. Like, you know, it's almost like I'm above looking for barrettes. I'm done with it. You know, she could look for them herself. Blah blah blah. But there's also this in the first sign here of the daughters basically neurotic. Yes, is that you know I can't be late. The way she says that sort of line, it's like. Something's not right with this girl. Yeah, yeah well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a first indication of a couple of things. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Something's maybe not quite right, but we're so early on, we can't yeah. quite judge that yet. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, when you see mum take a pill, I mean, when you see anyone reach for a capsule or something and take it, it's a, it's a very powerful, um, efficient image and message because it only can go for three or four seconds, but mm. you, or the shorthand is... That their life is is not right. Yes, and so, something and they want to escape yeah. something. Yeah, so they want to escape something, and possibly they want to either even get away from their loved ones. Yes, and, you know, get away yeah. from the very people you're surrounded. And the by. funny thing is that right now, exactly, I think that's really powerful what you said there, Luke. Is that that moment? Vincent goes downstairs and she medicates to be a mother. Yeah. And I think that that's what's really sort of powerful about this. Is she medicates to be a mother. Vincent's gone. Like, Vincent's like, don't have time, babe. See ya. I'm out the door. He's already <laughs> in the he's car. He's not left. picking up on the stuff she's she's signaling. Yeah. She's, but the thing is, he doesn't pick up on the fact that she's dunking no. pills no. and she's unhappy. No. And we're coming from a point where they've just basically had the sex scene with the two of them and she seemed completely relaxed and completely sort of content. And then all of a sudden, the moment he leaves... She's taking a pill. Yes. The moment we don't, we, as I said, we don't know what the pill is. It could be the obvious thing with any sort of person with that sort of stuff. This is a daily thing is either any anxiety or any depression. Yeah. So something yeah. is either she's either too high strung or too downbeat. Yeah. And she doesn't seem downbeat. <laughs> so it's probably Valium is the most likely sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so she pops a pill, and uh, and then that's where like it's an entire sort of shift in momentum. She's yeah. like, she's forgotten almost about the conversation that she was meant to have had with yeah. her daughter. She's just walking downstairs reading the paper. She's, and she's reading the arts page. Yeah. She's reading about a play, talking, you know, it's like, it's a nothing. It's, she hits the paper to make sure the She has to hit it attention. out of her hands and then she's, she's like, she's back in her life again. There's this moment mm. where the daughter's really now starting to get worked up into a frenzy and a bit of a neurosis and she has to sort of calm her down, draw her back into her and it's this really interesting thing where it's like, Autopilot zombie. Oh, wake up! I've got to be a mother. It's a mm. really interesting thing. It's yeah. such a and it's and very quick, but it doesn't feel for me. Well, for me anyway, it doesn't feel massively forced. It feels very organic. Venora is such a great performer. She really organic. sells it. The thing with that is, as it, on the one hand, with the with Portman's thing there, it either seems as I said neurotic. There's some sort of obviously something. Something. Wrong with that. The question is obviously with that one, what's causing that? Is yes. it driven by the mother or is it driven by the father? Yes. In which case. You're wondering about the relationship of the father. There is there some sort of abusive thing? Is he going to that kind of thing? Yeah. It's yeah. It's a question that you don't quite figure out yet. And this it's one of those relationships that's sort of kept on the fringe. This this film, as I said, is so fully formed with these characters uh, before and after the things. It's like even some of these sort of side of things you don't get the full perspective. You only get a glimpse of. It. But that's how life works. You go in and out of people's lives, and you only see glimpses of it. You don't get the whole picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think for me, the the big message here, and certainly in terms of Natalie Portman character, is that she has to act dramatically in order to arouse attention from yes. her parents, which yeah. is becomes quite disaffected. Yeah, becomes quite a significant thing later on, mm. much later on. Yes. Yeah. 
And so we wrap up this minute where the mother has to actually embrace her, give mm. her the attention that she needs so that she can actually calm her down because she's mm. whipped herself into sort of a bit of a frenzy. Yeah. And it's actually about presence too. I think there's a mm. moment where she's completely sort of absent. She's, she's, you know, having the cake of a new relationship and wanting to eat it too with trying to be a parent at the same time and not realizing mm. that there's some, there's something off balance. There's something off balance, whatever you see here. And it's just finally that now it's sort of reconnecting. I think this is one of the, you know, if I'm talking about any minute, this is the seventh minute of a 170 minute movie. This is a minute in the movie that plenty of times I've watched and been like, okay, what's, when, when am I getting to what I know is coming up, which is the introduction of the nasty Wayne grow, which is going to happen in the next seconds that we Mm. emerge into the eighth minute of this film. But this is a minute that now comes back, especially as a dad, it comes back and it hits me like really hard that this little girl is having to sort of cry wolf if you like mm. to get any form of attention and she's clearly mm. emotionally vulnerable and, and not quite there but the mother is not entirely disaffected she hugs and embraces the girl yes. quite young and she's not like a standoffish so no, you'll she, be alright <laughs> no, she, she, she knows that something's yeah. up but it's almost like she has it, it takes something extremely yeah. as Luke put it before it takes something extremely dramatic to get her yeah. to actually engage to be focused in that process. and that does come back don't let it down yeah. the line <laughs> I'm not sure about the decor on the art in there yeah. <laughs> the art is completely questionable well like the mural which is like a half naked guy I'm not sure what that yeah and those was. opaque kind of glass yeah. walls that look like they're out of gyms <laughs> oh no no that was the shower that was, that was part of the shower no, it wasn't no, downstairs it wasn't downstairs it wasn't no there's no. There's, the opa- there's the opaque sort can of glass can we glass. go back yes, can we can go have a look back let's go let's go back We it was next to the stairs wasn't it yeah so the the same glass, yes, is, yeah, the same glass that's used in the shower yeah. is used in the stairs. Oh, okay, okay. So, it's so either the shower is above the stairwell, which is a weird <laughs> as fuck. So, so first there's what seems to be like a, a naked topless, man. half-naked na- man. Half man is the wall. It's a very large uh, painting too, very, very large. Very large, and he's got very a nice nipples. hairy chest. <laughs> well, wall-sized. Wall-sized. Or well, not wall-sized nipples. But... Mm. <laughs> no, no. Well, that'd be like... Yeah, so there you go. There, there you so go. There's the glass. That's downstairs. That's yes. not near the shower. Yeah, so it's this weird um, gym no, glass. The, the, that it? glass is the same as the one in the but, shower. Okay. Yeah, okay. so there's the weird gym glass we've got there. And then there's got yeah. the metallic metallic um, stair rail, wooden steps. Yep. And again, more sort of... You know, There's you a lot of sort of modern art around modern the house. Art. Yes, yes, they're very modern art taste, don't they? Yeah. It almost looks like Al Pacino on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> or a disaffected... <laughs> well, sort of Al Pacino earlier. Earlier actually stopped. It's very cruising Al Pacino. Six, yeah, mi- yeah, six yeah, minutes, probably. 32 seconds. Yeah. Have a look at her profile. Yes. Six minutes thirty-one seconds. Have a look at her. She's not even looking at the door. She doesn't care about it. Oh, yeah. so the the painting. Same oh, yeah, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I've never noticed before. Look at the echoes yeah. on either side of yeah, the screen. Yeah. This disaffected yeah. person who's mm-hmm. walking out with a paper that's about to cover their face. Yeah. It's just really interesting. I'm not paying attention to you looking art and actually <laughs> performance at the same time. Yeah. Now hold on. It, yeah, you say it looks like Al Pacino, but that painting. That be it's like a Javier Bardem. If that was this was this modern day, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Javier, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, but yeah, it's this really, Javier, this yeah, really weird art, and then lots of colourful coloured glass. A lot of the place, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't care. For those Even in the nineties, that was like weird. That was not. That was <laughs> I don't weird. care for those yellow glasses. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the red jug. Yes, the red jug's uh, kind of offensive. It's thirty nine. Yeah, six minutes thirty nine. The red jug. It's it's a bit odd. It's yeah. very odd. 
Yeah, we've got some fish in there as well. It's a it's a really odd kitchen. Yeah. It's a little Very odd blue kitchen. water, that uh, aquarium. Mm. It almost <laughs> looks like it's dying. Yeah, blue. see there, it looks dyed blue. There's yeah. poor fish. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's lighting and not dying. No, no, yeah. I think I think it's the uh, the the coloured glass. I've got lots of coloured glass here. So we're approaching the eighth minute of heat this is already such richness in these characters this is a little throwaway moment if you like in the entire film but um increasingly as i revisit it not throwaway at all gar franklin luke buckmaster thank you so much for joining me thank um, you. and luke would you come back i'm sorry I, I i i did not bury the lead the introduction of wayne grow is up next would you like to join me to introduce everyone to this psychopath i would love to ladies and gentlemen we'll be back with the next minute of the one minute, one heat minute podcast, um, the eighth minute of Michael Mann's 1995 crime saga. Soon. Thank you very much to Garth Franklin and Luke Buckmaster. You can find Garth Franklin at darkhorizons.com or uh, at Dark Horizons on Twitter. You can find Luke Buckmaster at Luke Buckmaster on Twitter um, or on the Guardian Australia Daily Review, as we said. Um, you can also find his book, Miller and Max, on Booktopia and all other cool book outlets. Uh, thank you so much to Paul Davies for our theme. Thank you so much to Garth Franklin for our website design. Guys, we'll be back soon. And please subscribe, rate, and review One Heat Minute on your podcasting app of choice.